In three, in two, in one, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, uncles and aunts, brothers and mothers, sisters and misters. Um, man, am I dingy? I've been up since 5 a.m. Uh, hello, my name is Tony Visick, and your name is uh, your name is Ali Remand. Uh, I've, that's the name I'm giving you today. If anybody asks you what your name is, you say, my name is Ali Remand. And that's, I'm going to check on you. I'm going to find out if you, um, if you followed through or not. You are watching uh, Living on the Thin Line, Living on a Thin Line, not the Thin Line. It's a Thin Line. There may be other Thin Lines. That is the whole idea, that there might be other Thin Lines. You're watching Living on a Thin Line. We do this every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, it, is our, it is your daily diversion for all the weirdness, anxiety, anger, and hoopla that surrounds us today during this time of Corona. Um, I'm thinking about starting a band when it's over called Kid Corona and the COVID, uh, called Kid Corona and the COVID Players. No, that's not good. Kid Corona and the COVID, King Corona. King Corona and the COVID kids. See, sometimes we have to make these things up on the fly. So that's what we're doing. Hello, Mike Ramsey. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Uh, well, that remains to be seen. It might not be a great show. It might be a mediocre show. It might be a um, less than stellar show. It might be a show that we go, damn, wish we could have gotten that one back. But we're going to attempt to make it great uh, because we're going to give you our heart. We're going to give you our soul. We're going to give you our rock and roll. Um, anyway, uh, what we do every day is uh, we try to joke around a little bit. Uh, we try to forget about all the challenges that we have Hopefully get you to uh, just be able to forget a little bit because sometimes in forgetting when we come back to them, we can handle them better. Sometimes in forgetting, we're able to come back and handle them better. And uh, um, that's what we try to do. Give you a little diversion. Uh, we uh, talk about uh, music and I show you some weird uh, piece of memorabilia or autograph or something that I have stashed here around my little office. Uh, it's a beautiful day today, and that's one of the weird things about this virus, isn't it? It feels like wartime sometimes because you're uh, uh, so many of us are locked down or semi-locked down or kind of sort of semi-locked down or we're on double super secret probation and we just don't know what to do. <laughs> that's going to be the weirdest. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I'll tell you about it in a minute. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, retake the thumbnail or upload the thumbnail. I'm going to go upload the thumbnail. So it's a terrible thumbnail. I don't know what's going on now. Uh, the YouTube thing is going lunatic on me because of the thumbnail. Just kind of get it out of the thumbnail, Cheryl. We had a computer issue. If you're wondering what's going on. Uh, sometimes I think it's better if we try to start uh, prepping for the show 10 minutes before the show that we might uh, we might come off a little more professional. But um, we don't really give a damn. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, now it's another weird thumbnail. Okay, now it's got, uh, <laughs> just let me hit the thumbnail, okay? All right, all right, hold on, hold on, all right, hold on, send out, we got to go, retake thumbnail. We're retaking a thumbnail, if you want, hold on, see, look at that, that's a, ah, that's a nice thumbnail. All right, so now I got to hit the start on YouTube, just set it down, set it down, set it down, and I'll hit, I think it's start, I don't know, what is that? Is that start? This is, yeah, yeah. I can't see. There, uh, and we're going live. 
All right, there we go. So um, we didn't want to leave our YouTube fans out. And um, let's see, it says, Glenn Vroman says, it's like watching my mom trying to text. Oh, like you're so damn savvy with all this crap, Glenn. Okay, <clears throat> I'd like to point out right now that we were on Comedy Schools Radio Network and we were on Facebook Live. We had a computer issue. We could have went, all right, no YouTube two days in a row because yesterday I didn't do YouTube. Um, I could have went two days in a row, no YouTube, and said to hell with the YouTube people. They don't need to watch. They're not good enough. I could have done that, but I'm not like that. And Glenn, you know I'm not like that. I believe in love. Love is all you need. Love is all you need. So uh, we're now live on YouTube as well. So you in YouTube land take great comfort in knowing that those of us here in the Comedy Schools Radio Network.com family care about you. So you got kind of a weird opening there. Hold on, I'm going to get my soda pop. How about that, Glenn? Was it okay if I got my soda? Huh? Don Shell, should Glenn be giving me a hard time like this? Mike Ramsey, should I have to put up with this crap? I have no idea. Um... Apparently, um, there's now two philosophies in America about how to handle this virus. Two, one, two. We started as one and have now split into two. Two uh, philosophies about how to handle this virus. And one is testing, tracing, treatment, vaccine. That's how we will recover from the virus. The other one is, let's go bowling. <laughs> I ain't afraid. Oh. <laughs> Well, I ain't afraid of no virus there, fellas. So I, uh, I, I don't know if there's any uh, truth to the rumor, or ruth to the rumor, that uh, the Republicans are uh, organizing on the, um, uh, on the giant mall in Washington, D.C. on Memorial Day, a giant sneeze-in. They're just going to get together every right-wing Trump supporter, okay, every person that goes on the Internet and goes, I'm not afraid, or posts some YouTube video that's some bizarre crap, they're all getting together on the mall in Washington, D.C. Several hundred thousand people going to have a giant sneeze in. They're just going to sneeze in each other's faces and shit in each other's pants. That's their plan. Just to prove they're not afeard. They're going to go find every person that's hacking up a loogie and give them a big wet tongue kiss. And if it's man on man, it won't be gay because they like Trump. And if you like Trump, you're not gay. I'm not gay. I like Trump. So um, I'm going to have to track that down. Uh, I might be making news here by letting you know that uh, there will be a giant uh, right-wing sneezing on the Washington Mall uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. To show they ain't feared. They ain't feared at all. No virus. What are you talking about, virus? I ain't got no virus. I'm American. What are you, some sort of hippie? So <laughs> anyway, uh, it's going to be a short show today because I got a big class to teach tonight. Hey, if you're looking for something fun to do this a Friday, write me, Tony Visig at Comedy Schools at Hotmail.com, and I will send you a link to our class clown show. This is the longest-running comedy showcase in the Valley of the Sun. It has run nonstop, either live or now on social media. And for a long time, we used to uh, broadcast it on the Comedy, comedy Skills Radio Network.com uh, radio station. Uh, it's the longest-running comedy showcase in the Valley uh, it's the show that see, I've seen people go from their very first show all the way to national television. So that'll be this Friday. It'll be brought to you this Friday via the magic of Zoom. The magic of Zoom. So uh, that'll be this Friday. Uh, please check it out. If you want to, just write to me and I will send you a Zoom code. Also, I got something for you Sunday. I 
got something for you Sunday. And I'll tell you what it is, okay? Uh, as you know now, uh, going into our fourth week, uh, the continuous show, Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier at 7 p.m. Well, once again, air on Zoom. Tickets are only $10. When you buy a ticket for the show, if you're quarantined with 20 people, all 20 people can watch for 10 bucks. If you're all by yourself, you get to see people. And that, that, that's got to stand for something. Only 10 bucks. Uh, and when you see one of those shows, you're helping pay comics and you are contributing to local food banks here in my area. So uh, please buy a ticket to see that. It's a great show. All right, I've got uh, first-timers on that show, Shale Brenner uh, and also uh, Fred Scott. Uh, somebody else, I forget who. Oh, and our headliner, huh? Yeah, our headliner, Mary Upchurch. Mary Upchurch. So uh, Mary Upchurch is fantastic. Mary Upchurch is supposed to do a big June show at the Tempe Center for the Arts that would have sold out her and Gary Gallagher. Uh, as soon as we get back into the Tempe Center of the Arts, they will be one of the first shows that we put on. But you'll be able to see what we think is one of the funniest uh, comedians in America today, uh, a fast-rising star. And we're not kidding when we say that. There's no joke or snark. Up church this Sunday night, Memorial Day weekend. Tony Vizic presents. Easy to get tickets. Go to ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com or ComedySchools.com. And uh, on ComedySchools.com, click Get Tickets. And you'll be able to purchase a ticket to see a show that uh, you will really, really, really enjoy. Really enjoy. Um, oh, by the way, uh, I guess we had our first big sporting event um, of the Corona season, Corona uh, era, when uh, NASCAR, NASCAR had a uh, race over the weekend. And I think that that was appropriate that NASCAR be the first sport to be brought back because it's like arguing with a Trump supporter Shit just goes round and round and round and round and round and round. And uh, a lot of people crash and a lot of people have blowouts. And then nobody really knows who's won anyway because it makes no sense. So um, that happened. Also, um, I've noticed like a phenomenon with me uh, psychologically. And I don't know if this is going on with you. When this first started, I couldn't see anybody. I was angry. And now I can see people and I don't want to. What do I want to go look at people for? Have you noticed that most people that won't wear masks should wear one not because of disease, because they're fucking ugly? Have you noticed that? <laughs> people ain't wearing no mask. I go, well, you should. Well, I ain't got no disease. No, that's not the reason why. You should just put one on, really. You're, you're scaring children. You're frightening human beings, okay? All right. What have I got here as far as a memorabilia? Like I said, it's going to be a short show because I got a big, long workshop tonight. If you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, you want to do something fun, do something different, do something outside the box, why not take a comedy workshop? And damn it, if you're going to take one, why not take it with me? Because I'm the best there is at that sort of thing. And uh, that ain't saying much, but it's, it's saying something. Uh, go to ComedySchools.com, get registered for our beginning class starting May 28th, 2020, the year of our Lord, 2020. Here's the first thing I'm going to show you. Look at that. Award statue. That's my award statue. That's right. You may not know my name. You may not have ever seen my show. But damn it, I've gotten awards. And that is an award statue. It looks a lot like an Emmy Award. It looks a lot like an Academy Award. It looks a lot like a Golden Globe. But what is it, ladies and gentlemen? It is comedian Tony Vizic. Schmuckfest. September 24th, 2004. Schmuckfest. 
September 24th, 2004, where Glenn Vroman, who made fun of me, uh, actually performed. Frank Schmuck is a local, uh, uh, local politician who for many years, as he was building his political career, uh, would uh, host charity events, and he called them Schmuckfest, Frank Schmuck. Uh, nationally, people have made fun of Frank Schmuck's name, but I'm going to tell you, I know Frank Schmuck. His politics and mine could not be more different, but he's a great guy. He's a great guy, and he serves the citizens of his community. And I forget if he's a, I don't think he's a member of the House. I think he's a member of the Arizona legislature now. He serves the members of his community well, or he was anyway. Frank Schmuck, and he put on these charity events, and I would um, corral comics and have them uh, perform at the events. Glenn Vroma was one of them. Uh, uh, over this weekend, I will tell you the uh, funny yet sad story of uh, Glenn Vroman right before he went up and performed uh, at Schmuckfest on September 24, 2004. And Glenn got the applause, but I got the trophy. All right? And you can't, you can't put applause on your mantle but you can it's pretty heavy too like like if a bad guy came in here i could crack him in the skull with it whack i could skull crack skull crack a bad guy with my schmuckfest trophy uh glenn just posted fuck uh yeah we did i'll tell you the story real quick okay uh we were performing at schmuckfest and uh it was a roast it was a roast and uh and a comedy show at a charity event and we were roasting some pretty, uh, we roasted Luis Gonzalez and Bob Feller, uh, both uh, Hall of Fame baseball players, uh, a few other people. Uh, Kent Emmons from National Lampoon Radio was there. Great guy. And like I said, it was a charity event, and it was also raising money for uh, veterans organizations. And Frank, uh, God love him, uh, before uh, the comedy started, said, we just want to acknowledge a couple of families in the audience tonight. They are gold star families. I don't know if you know what a gold star family is, ladies and gentlemen, but a gold star family is someone who has lost a son or daughter in combat. Okay, uh, gold star families. And uh, Frank had plaques and wanted to honor them. One family came up, noticeably subdued, of course. It's not a joyous occasion, but is it an occasion memor memor memorializing a human being who has uh, gone on to their reward. And when he called the second family, uh, the mother stood up, but then she froze. The mother couldn't move. She began crying. She was inconsolable. It was heartbreaking. I was sitting there at my table watching, and I go, I don't know if this is wonderful or terrible. It's just sad. Uh, the father went up and got the plaque and then put his arms around the mother, and uh, she sat down. The entire room was absolutely silent in reverence and in awe. And then Frank, all right, now how about some comedy? Ladies and gentlemen, Glenn Vroman. And from, uh, it was in the early days of texting on my phone, I got a text from Glenn who was standing backstage as I was sitting on the audience. A comic I'd hired was backstage. He went, what the fuck? And I wrote back, welcome to show business, motherfucker. <laughs> and Glenn had to, uh, had to follow that. So uh, we were able to witness uh, the memorializing of uh, two people and their families and it was a beautiful and solemn and uh, a sacred occasion. And we also uh, got a memorable moment for ourselves because then they decided right away to do comedy after that. And Glenn was the first comic. <laughs> and I remember going, I'm so glad I'm in management right now. Oh, that's what I sent. I sent him a text that said, that's what you get, fucker. 
I want to perform. I want to be on shows. Hey, you're doing the show. Can I be on the show? It might be a weird show, man. I want to be on the show. I don't care. I want to be on the show. Come to put him on the show. I put him on the show. And then he's standing back there, and with that woman crying, Frank goes, now let's have comedy. And he retakes, what the hell? And I wrote back, that's what you get, fucker. Uh, it was one of them, um, going from a very sad and poignant and important moment for me, going to uh, one of the most enjoyable show business moments I've ever had in my entire life. So there you go, Glenn. That's from Schmuckfest, me and you, in 2004, downtown Phoenix, in like a lion's hall or something. That's a memory. Memory. All right. Uh, you can tell by my singing that it's a, oh, I don't want to drop my Schmuckfest trophy. It's so heavy, it messes with the table. See that? It made the, uh, made the camera move. Um, let's get to the music, because the music matters. What I do every day is I recommend, uh, I pull from my vast vinyl collection two uh, uh, vinyl albums. And from that, I recommend either an artist <clears throat> or a band or uh, particular songs. And I got a couple for you here today uh, that I think are going to be pretty, pretty cool. So um, here we go. This is a weird album, okay? This is The Birds, ladies and gentlemen. The Birds. Now, this is a later Birds album, okay? And the Birds were extremely important in the history of what is now classic rock, of the rock era, as America went from rock and roll to uh, doo-wop, in a sense, to rock. The Beatles kind of really ushered in the rock era. It still wasn't called rock yet, but soon became rock because they were, it's not rock and roll. Elvis is rock and roll. Jerry Lee Lewis is rock and roll. What is it? Just rock. And the Birds created something called folk rock. Folk rock. And what the birds did, what they were able to do, what Roger McGinn was able to do, was Bob Dylan started out primarily as a songwriter, or his manager, Alex, uh, 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 Alex Grossman? No, 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 no. Something like that. His manager saw him primarily as a songwriter. He goes, there's no way. There's no way we're ever going to have this guy as a star. And uh, supposedly... Uh, he, uh, the manager formed Peter, Paul, and Mary to have someone sing uh, Bob Dylan's songs. We can make a lot of money off other people singing her songs. And they got sent out to the West Coast at a folk rock uh, group that had been playing on the Sunset Strip, a rock folk rock group called The Birds, began to record Bob Dylan's songs. Their recording of uh, Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man was stunning, one of those songs that just exploded out of the radio and was a completely different so uh, sound. The harmonies were incredible. It had a sort of country vibe to it while still being a rock vibe, while still almost a psychedelic vibe. And Roger McGuinn played a 12-string string guitar uh, that was like nothing that I'd ever heard. So uh, this is not a good Birds album. <laughs> this is one of their lesser albums. And the problem with the Birds was guys kept quitting. And people couldn't figure out why. And one rumor was that the leader of the band... The leader of the band, Roger McGuinn, was an asshole. But there was plenty of those in the band. But here's, here's who was in the band. It's kind of so that there's no songs here. There's no big birds hits on, uh, on this album. Full Circle, Sweet Mary, Changing Heart, Far Free, Born to Rock and Roll, uh, Things Will Be Better. Uh, they did a version of Cowgirl in the Sand, I think, before Neil Young. Long Live the King, Borrowing Time, Laughing, and Sky About to Rain. So even if you're a big uh, 
uh, Nancy Decola says she can watch and listen while uh, multitasking, and that's one of the things we like to do for you guys. Um, in this band, if you take a look, oh, we can see. If you can see there, uh, in this band, of course, we got Roger McGuinn, and we got Gina Michael Clark, but also sitting there is none other than David Crosby and Chris Hillman. David Crosby and Chris Hillman. So before David Crosby was in Crosby, Stills, and Nash, or Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young, he was in The Birds. Before that, he was in, uh, um, I think he was in Buffalo Springfield. No, he was not in Buffalo Springfield. But uh, he made that transition, of course, became the biggest star of all. Chris Hillman went on to form a band called Southern Hillman and Fury, okay, with Richie Fury, who uh, was instrumental in farming Poco, all right, and J.D. Souther, who oftentimes was uh, known as the Fifth Eagle because he wrote or helped write or helped uh, uh, smooth out so many Eagle songs and also wrote so many great uh, Linda Ronstadt songs. So uh, the Hollies, the Hollies. David Crosby was not in the Hollies. Graham Nash was in the Hollies, okay? Uh, but uh, but I, it's easy to get that confused because now as time passes. Chris Hillman was in Southern Hillman Fury and then formed the Desert Rose Band, and the Desert Rose Band really helped kind of form what became new country music. It became, uh, hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. It became the music that, um, uh, for the uh, people who, um, how do I put this? So rock took, took on a country bent for quite a while, okay? Uh, took on a, but there was also country music began to change from the country politan that was uh, so popular in the 70s with horns and strings and very lush sounds, the stuff that George Jones was doing. Um, and then there was the outlaw wing, but then there was just flat out kind of going back to the root and just playing and singing. And the Desert Rose Band, which was born out of a rock band, became an important component to that uh, and gave uh, uh, country music. Not only still had the traditional the sort of Porter Wagner style that was so popular for such a long time, the, uh, uh, the uh, Children of Honky Tonk. Uh, uh, Greg Paul says, I'm eating. Where's your mask? Uh, it was up your ass, you'd know, Greg Paul. So... Um, I used to work construction with guys that say it all the time. Go, hey, anybody know where the, uh, my trowel is? It's up your ass, you know. So, um, <laughs> so uh, there was that uh, wing. There was the outlaw wing that was farming up. And then the uh, back to roots. Desert Rose Band was doing that. Never achieved the popularity of later on of Randy Travis and Dwight Yoakam and people like that who just really embraced uh, early uh, country music at its roots. But if you ever get a chance to go back and visit anything by the birds, you'll be glad you did. It's like me listening to music from another planet, from another era. Listen to Eight Miles High. Uh, listen to uh, I'm Gonna Ride That Horse. Listen to a version of Jesus is All Right. Um, and listen to a version of Tambourine Man. And you will go, wow, that was like nothing I ever heard. All right? As David Allen Coe said about Roger McGuinn, Roger McGuinn played a 12-string guitar. It was like nothing I ever heard. Roger McQuinn was um, memorialized in the great uh, uh, David Allen Coe song, Willie Whalen Me. Willie Whalen and Me, which is one of the songs that really made people sit up and notice the outlaw country music of Willie Nelson and uh, Whalen Jennings and uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, etc. So, um, Glenn Roman says, do I have the soundtrack uh, to Tootsie? No, uh, one night you called me up drunk with lipstick on an address and asked if you could borrow it, Glenn. So, as far as I know, Glenn... You still have it. 
you know? And uh, by the way, Glenn, if you don't have it, I'd like to give it to you. I'd like to give it to you every chance I get. So um, two of the biggest rednecks in West Phoenix are on the uh, uh, listening in today. Uh, two old friends, by the way. And I call them that because uh, they're great friends of mine. Uh, Greg Paul and Glenn Roman, two uh, hardcore West Side white boys uh, are here on the show today. Um, yeah, Kevin Brown, I got that. You're right. You're right. Broken heart for the Gold Star families. Okie doke. Second album. Second thing we're going to recommend. Oh, that's good on the inside of that bird's album. I should show that to you. Okay. Uh, and we've talked about this band before, and I talk about it a lot because they're my favorite band. And I want to convince people who have never heard them before, already have a predetermined idea about what they are, to listen. The constantly evolving, ever-growing, ever-changing, yet always, always connected to their own unique sound, ladies and gentlemen, The Grateful Dead. This is one of the great albums of all time. It's, I put it up with anything that Cole Porter did. I put it up with anything that Cole Porter wrote. I put it up with anything that Frank Sinatra sung. I put it up with anything the Beatles did. I put it up with anything. American Beauty by The Grateful Dead was a groundbreaking album of country-tinged tunes that touched the heart and the soul in a way most music can only help, uh, can only imagine. Uh, fun songs on the first side. Box of Rain, Friend of the Devil, Sugar Magnolia, which became uh, oftentimes the closing song for, uh, at dead concerts for years before they came out with the en encore. Operator Candyman. Side two is Truckin', the anthem that even people who don't know the Grateful Dead go, oh yeah, they do that Truckin' tune. Truckin', got my chips cashed in. Addicts in My Life, Till the Morning Comes, Broke Down Palace, which was their homage, not their homage, but which was their tribute to their dear departed uh, keyboardist uh, Rod McKernan Pigpen. And then, of course, Ripple. And if you want to hear a song that will make you believe that there's more in this world than meets the eye, if you want to listen to a song that makes you believe that there is an afterlife, that there is something beyond anything that we can imagine, listen to Ripple because it does not come from this earth or this time. It comes from something absolutely eternal. So you should definitely check that out. Uh, the Grateful Dead covered all the way. They created psychedelic rock. They were an important part in the country rock mo movement. Uh, up until coronavirus hit, the uh, latest iteration of the Dead, Dead & Company, with three of the original members, was already playing stadiums again without their main lead guitarist, the late, great Jerry Garcia. So there's something there if you haven't listened. Okay? And I mean listen. See, so, so much music. So much of what we like is actually just background noise. People just make it to be background noise. You know, maybe it's designed to make people dance, move, but it's not that memorable and it's easy to listen to. But certain artists, the truly great artists, the Miles Davis, the John Coltrane, the Grateful Dead, require active listening, which means in the background, oftentimes it, does, it sounds like a cacophony. But then you listen and go, there is something wonderful happening here. So give him a shot, okay? Give him a shot. Give him a shot. Okay? Greg Paul, give him a shot. Okay? Mark Cordes, give him a shot. All right? Glenn Roman, give him a shot. DJ, give him a shot. You give him a shot, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I got to give this a shot. I got to give closing out a shot. Uh, I said I was going to go short today. But um, we filled the time because uh, so many of my good friends were here watching. And I love seeing that all of you are gathering here. Uh, it's a, a gathering of the tribe that we do every day at 2 p.m. I want you to come back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Uh, I'll interact with you. 
let's see. Glenn Roman said he always thought Percy Faith was better than the dead. Um, cast your fate to the wind. Glenn, that was a Percy Faith song. He doesn't even know who the hell Percy Faith is. He just knows the name. Okay. DJ Payne likes the dead. Stoner music. Yes, it is. Uh, hello, Donna Richards, but we got to go. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Hey, remember, if you're interested in Class Clowns this Friday, that's a free show, a free Zoom show. It's the graduation showcase for the uh, current crop of uh, very funny people who decide to use my workshop as a play to place to work out their new stuff. Uh, write to me, comedyschools at hotmail.com, and I will send you a Zoom link to the free show Friday. Then Sunday night, Sunday night, Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funny. Those tickets are only $10. I'm going to introduce the world to Mary Upchurch. She is one funny lady. As my wife said one time as we review one of her tapes, she goes, why isn't this woman already famous? Okay? And if you tune in Sunday, you'll see why. You'll see someone who's uh, funny live and funny on Zoom and just a funny human being, and you enjoy yourself for our big show Sunday night. Easy to get tickets for that. Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, Comedy Schools.com. All right, we got to go. We got to go. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. with you, and you, and you, and you. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, stay sober, and if you bowl, wear a mask on your butthole. Bye bye. <laughs> Goodbye, YouTubers. I don't know where that came from. Wear a mask on your butthole.